welcome. You are listening to Press Pause on FreshAir.radio, a show where every week I invite you to sit down, slow down, press pause on your day and your busy life, and reflect with me. Along with some fitting tunes, every week I will be speaking on one thought, feeling, or emotion that I've been experiencing recently, and hoping that we can both get something out of this. So sit down, slow down, and press pause with me. Welcome back to Press Pause. This is episode five. Um, A very exciting one because it's my first time with a guest. Alex, say hello to the people. Hello. It's a pleasure to be on. Um, Alex is one of my two flatmates. This week we're going to be chatting about um, solo travel. Just a little disclaimer from last week. Last week I do, um, I got some feedback that I gave advice to both listen on a browser and also take a walk while listening. Um, I got some feedback that it's not very practical to take your laptop with your browser on a walk. Um, Many apologies to everyone out there who attempted this. Um, Yeah, you know, maybe either stick to the browser and stick to the house or stick to the phone and stick to the walk. I think yeah. that's a... Just take your advice with yeah. a big pinch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a heap of salt and then and then do what I say. Um, yeah, so how this is going to work is Alex and I are going to talk through a little bit what kind of experience we've both had with solo travel, what we've done, where we've been, um, a little bit of background, um, and then we're going to chat through some growth and reflection in Mm. regards to mm, we're gonna get all up in our feels about travel we're trying not to uh gap ya this chat um (laughs) we're trying to have a a real chat about what what it's like to solo travel Mm -hmm. as a young woman um so alex where have you been and what have you done tell us well i well i did take a gap here um when i left school and so when i yeah, when I was leaving school, I was 17, just turned 18, and um, none of my friends were, wanted to do a gap year, mm-hmm. and none of my friends wanted to travel, everyone else was going off to university or working, whatever, and I decided I wanted to leave Glasgow, which is where I'm from, and I wanted to go on a trip, and um, so I saved up my money, and I went traveling first around south, or southern and eastern Africa um, for five and a half months um and yeah then I just found a love for it and then I've been on a few more solo trips um around Southeast Asia in in 2018 after my first year of university and um I've done a bit of solo travel in uh, New Zealand and a little bit in Singapore I did a week in Singapore and yeah I moved to Australia um by myself uh, for a year abroad, and I did a bit of solo travel there, so kind of a mixed bag. Wow, a well-traveled woman. So were those the first times that you kind of like traveled, or did you travel as a kid with your family as well? Um, Yeah, I've traveled quite quite a bit. I was quite lucky to have traveled quite a bit with my family. Um, I have family in South Africa, and so I visited there a lot, or a reasonable amount as a child with my family. Um, and I'd been on lots of family trips, um, like sort of weekend breaks in um, Europe to a lot of different European cities. Um, but it was my first sort of big extended period of time away from home and 
traveling, moving around. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Was it your first time flying on your own? Um, I think I'd maybe flown to London by myself okay, before, but it was my first, yeah, it was my first proper trip by myself. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, okay, meanwhile, I, um, did travel a lot with my family as well as a kid, very privileged to have gone to loads of different places, um, was flying on my own from 14, 15, because I was in a long distance relationship, but that was, like, within Europe, um, and then went on my first solo trip in the summer after first year, I went to China for five weeks, um, but it was a little bit of, um, like, I was, like, teaching for five weeks, so it was with a program, and so there were other people there that I met once I got there, and then traveled for, um, eight weeks after, so last summer, so not this past summer, COVID summer, but summer (laughs) before that, um, after second year, first for half the trip with my best friend, and then the other half of the trip myself, um, through Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia, um, so the, the Southeast Asia experience, um, so how did people in your life feel about you going to travel on your own? Because you mentioned many of your friends didn't want to do a gap year. How did mm. that work out? Mm. Yeah, I think everyone was kind of shocked um, that I decided to go away by myself. It wasn't really, just nobody else was doing it. It wasn't something that was like an option for people or people weren't talking about it. And it was kind of rope because I had a place to study in. Oh, oh gosh, that's sorry. a firework. Fireworks. <laughs> um, I had a place to study in Edinburgh, uh, and I'd secured my position here, Uh, and I was meant to be coming in September, and literally uh, in the August, I um, rejected my offer. Oh, wow. Because I was too late to defer, so I rejected my offer, and had like, I was like, no, I'm going to go and do my own thing. Um, So people were a little bit shocked, and yeah, it was very different to what all my friends were doing. Um... It, yeah, it was a little bit out there, and also I, and where I wanted to go was maybe not the most conventional place for people right. to start traveling. Yeah, because what made you want to go there? Um, I mean, I had family in South Africa that I wanted to visit, and I'd um, been there before, and I really loved it there, and I wanted to spend some more time in South Africa, but I just decided, I'm not even sure what prompted it, that I wanted to mm-hmm. start. I started in Kenya, and I went down through southern eastern Africa, through like... I think about 10 countries down into um, South Africa. So I I just decided, I, I just set my mind high and I went for it. Yeah, I don't know. People were shocked, I think. Yeah, I can imagine. Because when you like rejected your offer, were you thinking you were going to do a gap year? Or were you thinking like, no uni, we'll see how this goes? Um, No, I was, I was probably thinking I was going to do a gap year. I reapplied um, on my year out for it. Edinburgh and came back. Like same same degree program as well. Uh, same degree program, a few different unis. Okay. Um, but main like pretty much the same. But um, I just knew that I was I'd been in education for years and I wanted a break from it. I wanted to do something different. Mm-hmm. I wanted to work um, and make my own money and and that was a big part of it for me was that I worked and saved up and paid for my trip by myself. Yeah. And um, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and so and so your family supported you doing that because that's a long time to be away from home. Yeah, my mom had done quite a lot of traveling when she was younger, and I was really I was probably really inspired by her actually and stories from her. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to have as many like interesting random stories that she had of just like where she had ended up somewhere. I wanted that. Yeah. So that was definitely a motivation for me. Um, th- my mom, I originally wanted to do 
the trip by train. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get the train um, and travel by train through. I knew I wanted to go overland. I didn't want to fly in between cities. I wanted to like travel by bus or train. Mm -hmm. Um, And my mum talked me out of that because she was worried that was a bit too dangerous which I'm doing in inverted commas yeah um she was worried about that so um I eventually did the first part of my trip with like an organization like an overland group so I met people when I went out there same uh-huh. same as you yeah um which yeah I, I definitely think is a good way to intro into um solo travel but that was like organization like you were doing something or that was like kind of like a travel they just guided you around um it was like the I was traveling on a truck with like 20 other people yeah um, and we were camping okay so that was for the first two months of that trip I did that Mm -hmm. um and that's where I traveled through the majority of countries Mm -hmm. um yeah and I did I suppose I was like sort of at my own at the beginning for the first few days when I landed in Nairobi in Kenya I had a few days there by myself but then I sort of joined a group and I was like it was a bit more structured Yeah, yeah I think my parents were definitely felt a lot more at ease when with that as opposed to at the end of my trip, I did, I think, five or maybe six weeks, like, solo, solo backpacking uh-huh. in South Africa and just travelling by bus there, so. So, other than being inspired by your mum, what would you say were your main motivations for going to travel on your own? Um, I would say that it was, I wanted a break from education and I really wanted to do something completely different. I wanted to be completely out of my comfort zone in a new um, in a new place and I wanted to meet new people um, and yeah I wanted stories and that was probably my main motivation <laughs> um, and I also the second one was that I wanted to spend some time in the sun I really wanted to be in a hot country yeah or hot countries for like an extended period of time I'm being from Scotland I was sick of it I wanted like a big break from that so yeah yeah, I think the holiday aspect, of course, is, like, mm. so enticing about, especially, you know, if you think about gap year or you think about solo travel, you tend to think about, like, Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. maybe Central or South America, mm-hmm. like, you know, these kind of places that are just, like, warm and beaches yeah. and, like, drinking and hostels, like, mm-hmm. this kind of vibe. Because um, I was thinking about that earlier today that all of the solo travel I've done is, like, you end up going to a warmer country. Like, I haven't really ever met anyone who, like, ended up going to, like... A colder... Siberia when it was, like, freezing. Or, like, Lapland when it was, like, you know? Like, backpacking tends Mm -hmm. to be a summer kind of idea, which makes sense for so many reasons, especially with, like, timing. Of course, you're going to go on your holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But what you say about, like, wanting something completely different and something completely new, like, I definitely relate to that in in terms of, like, wanting to challenge yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, I think for me, a a lot of the things that I do come from a place of, like, oh, I'm really comfortable, like, let's shake this up and let's, like, let's see what comes out. Yeah. Um, And when I first, I mean, to be honest, I'm not really sure. Looking back, I'm really not sure why I went to China. Like, I, I had, like an insane first year of university like I was so unwell and so unhappy and then something in me made me apply to this like teaching program in the middle of nowhere in China I think I like spoke to some girl in a lecture someday and she was doing it and I was like you know you know what you know what would be great I'm gonna do that um and like I'd never really spoken to anyone before we've been to China it wasn't one of the like one of the places that my family and I had been like nothing I just I mean, teaching at the time, I was like, oh, it's quite interesting. You know, you never, I think at certain ages, we're all like 
well, I guess I could teach. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gave you your TFL, so you're teaching as a foreign language oh, okay. degree, and, like, you didn't pay for it. Like, you only paid for your flight. So there was, there was a lot there that was, like, good. I definitely think it had a lot of volunteerism aspects as well, but, like, mm-hmm. you know. But, I th- yeah, I think it came mainly from a place of being like, let's challenge myself, let's see what happens, let's be in the middle of nowhere on my own. Um, yeah. The- yeah, I think there's, but that's something being said for that, like, transitional time, if you've not had a great year of university, mm-hmm. it's such a, for me, it was like, I'd had a great time at school, but I was just so comfortable and, like, bored of it. I wanted yeah. to do something completely different yeah. and just be completely out of my comfort zone. Yeah, I think that's- yeah, yeah, yeah the main motivation before Alex and I chat about how we actually experienced it uh, in comparison to what our motivations were and what we wanted um, I'm gonna play us a little song this is Drive and Disconnect by Now
So that was Drive and Disconnect. Bye now. Um, you are listening to Press Pause on freshair.radio, um, where Alex and I are chatting about solo travel. I love this song. It is such a bop, and also it just reminds me so much of my time in Southeast yeah. Asia, because I would just, any time anyone made the mistake of giving me a speaker, I would put this <laughs> on. First thing, I would put this on. Um, and it's just like, just... It's got those, like, summer vibes, vibes, like, 100%. Okay, so we've spoken about wanting to be challenged, wanting something new, blah, blah, blah. So, you arrive in Nairobi. Mm. What do you feel? Like, chaos, overwhelming, terror, panic, stress. Like, I definitely... I knew that it was going to be challenging, but I don't... I mean, I don't think you can really prepare yourself Mm. for... Um, how like scary and stressful it is when you're on your own in a foreign country for the first time. Um, oh, I also had such dramas with like my bag was my bag is always the last bag to come off the carousel. Oh no! So I'd like convinced myself like my oh, luggage was lost. Oh, I do. I was that every time. I like every time. Yeah. And I just had like the most ugh, chaotic. I was like waiting in the hot sun for like an hour for to try and get a car to. Um, like a taxi to to go to the hotel that I booked and like it was just it was chaos but um I was excited for sure yeah I relate to that so much like landing in Beijing airport Mm. (laughs) oh my god I think also because most places that I traveled to previously were either in Europe Mm -hmm. or like touristy like or Europe or like um, we've been to America as well, like, you know, um, or, like, touristy enough that, like, English was still one of the main languages that was being spoken. Mm-hmm. So being in China and arriving at that airport was one of the first times that I was, like, around a language where I really couldn't understand a single part of it. Because with, like, with the languages I speak, most of the time, like, you could drop me in in a lot of countries and yeah, I kind of get the gist of what's going on. But especially also because something like Mandarin or other dialects, are, they're so different from any European languages. Like, you can't even catch someone's, like, tone mm. or mood or, like, oh, my God. And arriving there, it's just, like, there was so many, so much shouting, so much noise, so much everything. And I was so, I was terrified. I really, yeah. The culture shock in that first, I think it hits you if you're in an airport in a foreign place. It's just, it's intense. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Okay, so then, so we've, we've made it through the airport. Mm-hmm. What about the weeks after? Um, I I mean, I would say it was it was a mixed bag at the beginning. I was pretty, um, just like unfamiliar, and I, and I wasn't very comfortable exactly in what I was doing. I think that's normal. Um, mm-hmm. By the, by like the end of my trip, I'd fallen in love with solo traveling, but there was definitely hiccups at the start you know, you feel quite lonely, you feel isolated, so far away um, from your family and friends and everything that was going on at home. And there was a few times that I was definitely like, what have I signed up for? Like, what have I got myself in for? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, by the end, I had fallen in love with, be- and, and really grown to love being by myself and mm-hmm. traveling by myself. Um, but but there was some hairy, there was some hairy moments. What do you think was one of the biggest challenges? Um... Oh, I think I think probably the biggest challenge is when you're in when you've got like a 
there's an obstacle, a problem, yeah. and not having somebody to be like, what do I do? Like having to make your own decision um, and stick to it and just like trust yourself on things. I found really difficult at first. I was so used to always asking for somebody else's like approval and like double checking if this is how to do it properly. And suddenly when you're on your own, you're just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to take this route and like hopefully I get there, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that so much. Like I think like training your intuition mm. is one of the really big things. Like you just, I think after a while, I don't even, I can't put my finger on what it is or what trains it or how it does. I guess that's the nature of intuition. Um, but after a while, you just really get the hang of like, you kind of know when, you know, when you're walking in a wrong direction or when like kind of something that's happening at a mm -hmm. hostel or an accommodation feels kind of weird or shady or when someone that you meet, you get a gut instinct of like, I need to not be around this person yeah. or like, you know, um, but yeah, the like the obstacles and not having anyone to turn to, mm -hmm. I think in those, despite having like moved to university and kind of have like being on my own for the first time. I think after you, after that year, those five weeks in China was the first time that I was really like, wow, like I have me and only me. I guess also because mm -hmm. of like time difference, even if I wanted to chat to my parents about something, yeah. I, you know, and I, to be fair, I was very introverted in my first year of university, so there weren't that many obstacles that I ran into, you know, mm -hmm. and there weren't many times that I had to really put myself out there and fix something for myself. Um, but... Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I learned from solo travel is that thing of, like, it'll always be okay and you'll always figure it out. Yes, yes. That was, that's honestly my favourite thing about, I'm not sure if you're going to ask this later, but my favourite thing about solo travel is those obstacles and when you're in, like, a mm. situation that feels, like, stressful and you're, like, kind of frightened, you don't quite know what to do. I mean, I'm making it sound dramatic, but, like... It could just oh, yeah. be not know, you know, not knowing how to get to the train station. Yeah, or, or like your bus hasn't arrived. Yeah, having yeah. to like try and make sure you've got the right money, especially when you're moving country to country yes. with um, like overland, and you're not going through airports, and you're getting through border crossings. Yes, all things like that. Yeah, are my favorite. Afterwards, the feeling of like, oh my god, like I can do anything. Yeah, I need to. Like, yeah, I'm completely in control. I've got this. It's so fine. Um. Yeah, that's my favourite thing. Honestly, just it's the, like, self, the big ego boost of being like, oh, I managed that. Exactly, like, I did that. And yeah. I think, like, I used to be such a stressed traveller. I think some people out there would still say that I might, I'm a, you know, I might <laughs> still be a little bit of a stressed traveller. But I used to be, like, so terrified of every aspect of, like, flying, just, like, and, like, even just small things of, like, I really don't like when buses are late or, mm -hmm. like, I'm not, like, I need to be at the airport a long time in advance or these things. And I think after solo travel, especially, I think, in 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 places like Southeast Asia at some point, a big thing is just, like, you just have to relax into it, you yeah. know? Like, it's completely different culture. Like, if a bus is late, it definitely still is coming. Yeah. Like, here, if a bus is late, you know, beyond, or, like, in most places, beyond, like, 10 minutes, it's probably not coming and someone, something happened with the service. There, you know, like, there were a lot of buses that I waited for for 45 minutes, and I was Easy, like, yeah. I'm chill. Like, I'm, so, I'm, I'm by the side of the road. I'm gonna wait on you. That's fine. Um... But yeah, that, that feeling of like, whatever happens, I'll figure it out. Now I'm like, you know, the worst that could happen is I might lose some of my favorite items that might be in a piece of baggage, but like, mm -hmm. I'll buy new things, I'll figure it out. Or like, yeah. maybe the hostel I booked wasn't great. That's fine. I'll cancel the booking. I'll go to the next one. You know, like, 
that thing of like you've got yourself is such a confidence boost yeah yeah I think you're so right it's all about relaxing into it and I just I mean that obviously takes a bit of time that's just like a natural process and that's part of the fun of solo traveling but like yeah the first first trip I was definitely ironing out all those like fears and worries about like silly little things yeah. or like not knowing how to like use the laundry at your hostel oh like God, really yeah. it like freaking me out and yeah. it being such a big drama and like it's just like I'll use the next laundry like it's not the end of the world yeah exactly or like you just ask someone yeah. you know I think that realization as well of like everyone's kind of fumbling around in the dark mm. I think that's such a nice thing about solo travel um is like you're never on your own because there's I mean most hostels that you come to are huge right mm -hmm. like most places where you're traveling, or at least most places I've traveled, are, like, very well-known tourist routes or, like, backpacker routes. So there's not really any time where you show up in the middle of nowhere and nobody, those people have never, like, dealt with a tourist before. Mm -hmm. um, and in that way, like, everyone in the hostel is dealing with the same kind of stuff as you. Yeah. I've actually, I mean, I've definitely been to a few places where I have being like oh there's literally nobody at this hostel oh wow yeah um I remember once and it was like very early on my first backpacking trip on my own and I was in South Africa and I arrived at this hostel and I was the only one in this dorm of 16 oh, and I wow. was like oh my god like this is not what I planned like, you know I wanted it to be I wanted to meet loads of people mm -hmm. and that's what everybody says you're gonna meet loads of people and most of the time that is the case but I really on that trip where it wasn't high season and I, I was going to sometimes quite obscure places where there was like quite small hostels mm, or mm, mm. it wasn't really like a booming tourist industry. Yeah. Um, I just learned to actually really enjoy just being like being by myself. Um, although in the in the most part, I feel like whenever I'm solo traveling, I like can't catch a moment to myself because most of the time I'm like surrounded by people and it's impossible to get just a day to yourself. But I also have learned to love the days where just like, okay, there's not that much going on around this hostel. I'm just going to go up and do whatever, take myself out for the day mm -hmm. and do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I found that so much doing like the first four weeks of my Southeast Asia trip with my best friend. Mm -hmm. And then the next four weeks of my own, like once I got all my, once I was going to do the, on my own bit, cause I was like my first proper, proper backpacking on my yeah. own. Cause China, we didn't really move around. We were in one place. Um, and I was like, oh my god, I'm going to be so lonely. You know, like, she leaves and <laughs> mm -hmm. don't go. Um, but if anything, because the two of us know each other so well and, and managed to find, I mean, we were the perfect people to backpack together because we find such a beautiful blend of, like, really intense time together, but also very good at, like, I'm going to sit here and read this book and you're going to sit there and read this book. Yeah. Or, like, there's this evening thing and you're going to be over there chatting to whoever and I'm going to be over here. Um, if anything, I found that when I started quote-unquote solo traveling it was the time when like I really didn't have any time on my own anymore. yeah because once you're on your own first of all people are so amazing and they like really they're kind of like drawn to you I found that a sure. lot of people that were traveling in like twos or threes would be like hey what are you doing for dinner come join us blah blah, blah. yeah um and you just naturally make friends and then suddenly I was like for a while I was traveling with this group of like eight people and I was like oh my god like this yeah. is not what I imagined for my <laughs> solo backpacking trip yeah, like guys yeah, yeah. leave me alone yeah I did I ended up doing in um like Laos and Vietnam I ended up doing like two weeks with some random people that I met mm -hmm. which was great and there was like five of us that were then traveling for two weeks um and it just sort of like 
fluctuates um, as like depending on where you are. Yeah. I think, yeah, I also really learned that like the friends that you make, um, you don't, you're all in the same boat. So you've got like the same common interest of like, I want somebody to hang out with today. And yeah. I'm sure millions of other people here do as well. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't need to be like friends for life, like the most amazing bond ever. It's mm -hmm. like you just meet somebody and you're like, hey, do you want to like come out with me here or go for a walk there? Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I, once I stopped stressing over like making sure that these friends I was making were like my best friends ever. And I was just like, they're just friends because we're in the same yes. place. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, then you meet so many more interesting people who normally I would never have otherwise met and just um get to like have the common interest of like we're both lonely so yeah exactly and like a lot of the time with so many friendships like all it takes is like one shared beer mm -hmm. or like you know one little chat or like the same tour that you went on that day and you can chat about that and from there maybe you go on to chat about other things and maybe that's just it and that person keeps you company for that evening but it's like that's really one of the things that I loved so so much about backpacking like I just love people overall and getting to know new people I really really like mm. being stimulated in that kind of way um and yeah it is just that thing of like you just recognize that this is someone that I can maybe like spend some time with feel a bit less lonely a lot of the times it's really practical to be with someone if you're mm. like you know renting the, like if you're getting seats on a bus and you sit next to someone you know rather than like someone sure. like really a random person or like you know staying in a hostel room with someone you kind of know might sometimes be nicer than having like people you really don't know in the bed next to you um so sometimes it's just a practical thing but a lot of the time it's also just like really nice really nice to have company I think that is one of the big things that I learnt and developed really well while traveling on my own that that renewed confidence in like you can be friends with anyone like yeah. all it really yes. takes is one little conversation mm -hmm. and you can like form a bond yeah it definitely for me it was I felt the exact same way I felt like it really makes me feel um like I feel like I could go anywhere and you can just make a friend there mm -hmm. and you get that real sense that there's so many good people in the world yeah and actually I mean a lot of what puts people off I think solo traveling is like um genuine fears that are very valid about safety and um, it being dangerous mm -hmm. especially as a solo woman um it can be very dangerous but I just felt so reassured that actually the vast majority of people are good and are helpful and yeah. want to hang out with yeah. you and are very easy to get along with yeah. um even if you've got completely you come from completely different places backgrounds whatever um it can just be as easy as being like hey do you want to go to this market and grab some dinner mm -mm -mm. and like you just chat for a few hours and you learn so much about somebody else's life um yeah that's that was that's for sure one of my favorite parts mm -mm. so did you seek out alone time on any of your trips or was it really kind of like social experiences um, it's been a it's been a mixed bag to be honest because I've done quite a few trips in different um, places now. Um, I was in Singapore uh, last summer, like summer twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, and I spent I think six days, five or six days in Singapore. Um, and honestly, I'd kind of I was kind of seeking out. I thought just like alone time, like I was I was about to move to Australia. This was like my bridging week. Yeah. And I was kind of seeking like a city to walk around in and just get lost in and like explore by myself mm -hmm. um and I actually ended up meeting this like 
biggest group of people at my hostel and hanging out with them and I had I kind of booked my hostel because it was like in a cheap area more so than it, it was like it wasn't a popular party yeah, hostel. Yeah, yeah. um but you know I sort of sought out time alone and I hadn't I ended up meeting loads of great people and it was really fun um but other places I've it, it just kind of depends on my mood especially with a long trip um I really like going to like the party hostel for a few nights if you go to a city yeah and then like after a week of partying you're like no I'm just gonna have some few days by myself yeah. I want to seek out you know, I just, I'm going to bother talking to people or making mm, the effort. Mm, mm. Um, and that's what I love about solo travel is that rather, when you've got someone there, it's great. You've always got company, but um, you're not able to like be as flexible with what oh, you yeah. want to do. I, I love being selfish <laughs> when I'm solo traveling and just, <laughs> but just like really being like, it doesn't matter. I, I don't care what anybody else wants to do. Like I want to do this today. Yeah. yeah. I want to have a really busy, jam-packed action day and meet loads of people. Mm. Or actually mm. today, I just want to take it really easily and like mm -hmm. sit by the beach mm -hmm. by myself. Yeah, I mean, that's a great way of putting it because like, you know, the idea of going solo traveling, I don't know if selfish is the right word, but like it, you are doing it for yourself, mm. you know, like you've, you've, you and I both have like financed our trips on our own. So like you've worked for that for yourself and you're going for yourself and with yourself. So like, it's such a nice thing to be like, I want to eat here and I don't have to ask anyone else where they want to exactly. eat because this is where I want to go. You know, like I think, I mean, this is, it's a reason why I think I backpacked with, when I backpacked with Anastasia, I think I backpacked with one of the few people in my life that I could, because you mm, just have to be so on the same page about everything, because, you know, if you are two very different types of travelers, you're going to run into issues so quick, because mm -hmm. one of you has a time limit of, like, two hours for touring around the city, and the other one could do it all day, and you're going to run into issues, yeah. unless you travel together and you tend to separate during the day, but I didn't meet all too many people that found a good medium between mm -hmm. that it was either they were together or they weren't um but we had very very similar interests very similar like both like to party but both like a good nature hike as well yeah um but yeah I love that about being on your own not taking anyone else into consideration yeah just completely doing whatever you want whenever you want mm -hmm. but I mean I also love traveling with people and I've traveled with our other flatmate Marnie uh -huh, yeah um we have traveled in Bali together and in um and in Thailand, yeah. um, when I did my sort of Southeast Asia trip, I did we did two weeks in Thailand together, and then I then Marnie left and I stayed on for another six weeks, um, yeah, by myself, yeah. And that was that was also like strange for me because actually I hadn't ever travelled with somebody before. I'd done my trips previously, yeah, just by myself, and I was really nervous about. Um, yeah. being with somebody else uh, but I mean it worked out great with Marnie and we're very much on the same page anyway like that's why we live together yeah um, <laughs> clearly still going well yeah, yeah yeah but and like other trips I've done with people it's like a real gamble especially when it's a two how that works out yes um yeah it's, it's quite a lot of pressure to put on a friendship um and what I love about solo travels that like there's no pressure like the only person I'm gonna annoy is myself yeah so yeah it's really not that difficult. yeah so what are some of the other big things that you feel like you've learned from traveling on your own? Um, I really think it's developed my self-confidence. I know that's probably the most cliche, mm, mm, mm. the most cliche of them all, but it really, really has. Um, I think learning to trust myself and overcome in situations where like there's, you're stressed out or whatever, yeah, yeah. like we said earlier. Um, yeah. Trusting your gut and your instinct yeah. and really getting in touch with like what that 
is for me. Yeah. Um, and really, I know it's ridiculous. I really did find myself, <laughs> but I really did find like the. I learned what actually I wanted to do, what I didn't want to do, what I like, what I don't like. Yeah. Um, the my like limits with certain things in terms of like yes, I what I have tolerance for and what I can let slide. What are my priorities? Um, yeah. And what are things that like don't really matter so much to me? Um, so I would say getting to know myself and actually working out what I like as a person yeah was great and actually I'm so glad that I did a bulk of that before I came to university yeah because I really think I would have had I just was felt so much more confident in myself yeah um so I think that would be one of yeah one of the biggest things that I've learned mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of some others yeah like I I used to always think that like I never considered a gap year mm-hmm. um and then kind of getting into second year of university I was like you know so far this hasn't been what I wanted it to be and maybe I should have um and then when I finally clearly like it took me a bit longer than it did for you to to feel confident enough to travel on my own because I only did that in second year of university so like right I turned 20 in the last two days of Mm -hmm. when I was backpacking which to be fair like for a lot of my family at least maybe not so much friends here because here there is still quite a culture of like a lot of people we know have traveled mm-hmm. on their own in some kind of way but for my family that was still very young oh, to go on your it is very young yeah first trip. um but yeah I mean then once I felt ready I was like oh wow I should have done this before mm. I left to university sure, but yeah. I knew I wasn't ready at the time you know like you could have thrown me in the middle of Southeast Asia and I really wouldn't have gotten out of it what yeah I did so big advice for me would be like do it once you feel like you're ready to do it because there's really no rush to ever travel on your own um but I think then once I was ready to do it and when I did it I think yeah I I would say I found myself as well you know I, I there's something in being in an environment for an extended period of time where you're not worried about your job you're not worried about university you're not worried about what your friends are doing or any of these mm. things like your your usual life is kind of on pause because it's in the peripheries right and we both for sure we're both very privileged that like you know we can take we've been able to take that time out of our lives and aren't worrying about anyone that we're taking care of mm. or anything like this you're just like completely severed from that for a while and you know once you get back to it it'll be perfect again and then within boundaries of course of like keeping yourself safe and being responsible you can do anything you like yeah like i really i could have spent 5 weeks sleeping I could have spent five weeks in the middle of nowhere like there were so many tourist sites where like I could have done all of them and I could have done none of them like it's really really there's no one there being like you should be doing this that and that today and Mm -hmm. I think for me that was such like I'm so hard on myself and I make myself do so many things in my day-to-day that like solo travel was just in its essence so relaxing in that Mm, kind of way yeah like it's such a nice time I mean it's just holiday yeah really um but the confidence thing for sure and I think that also plays into meeting people and making friends that kind of thing of like you start to realize what your first impulses are in Mm -hmm. like the kind of people that you like or the kind of things that you tend to tell people you start to realize like very quickly you start to realize oh okay 
the other day I tried to make a friend and told them way too much about myself and like now things are kind of weird or like I don't want to speak about speak to them anymore yeah. or like or the opposite or like you know like you just notice so quickly it's like you have it's like speed dating in a way but then like speed friend making yeah while traveling <laughs> yeah sure yeah I think that's yeah it's really um like you said you're severed from the everyday and what you're used to and, mm-hmm. and like everyday life and everyday responsibilities and yeah um all of those sorts of things everything that's harboring you to what you think of yourself as a person yeah. so like your friends and everyone that sort of builds your personality around you suddenly I felt like oh my gosh I'm completely on my own in that yes and then I you just kind of make your yourself and your day is kind of like your project is kind of what you're like you know spending your time working on and yeah. working out and yeah. like that's all you have to focus on is like the moment and what you're doing tomorrow night and how you're getting there and like that's it like yeah it's a pretty unique experience. Quite, it is like the most freedom I feel like I've experienced of feeling completely like I don't have anything to worry about other than just myself. Yeah, yeah, which is so beautiful. Like, especially in terms of like having made enough money mm. beforehand to like, you know, you know, you can stay in a certain range of hostels with for a certain amount of money. Yeah, and like you know, you can take yourself out for meals or whatever and go on a couple tours and those kind of things and then once you have that structure oh yeah it's just beautiful I, know. <laughs> I miss it I love it I miss it too <laughs> I really do so yeah. did you ever feel lonely on any of your trips you mentioned it a little bit for your first trip yeah I think I've definitely felt lonely um on trips uh, especially when things are going wrong and I'm like oh no I wish there was other people here I mm-hmm. wish that I could share this with somebody or like share the burden mm-hmm. um or I've missed my family and things like that but I wouldn't say that it's been like a hindrance or like a, it's like never been a huge issue mm-hmm. like I've maybe felt slightly lonely especially because you're meeting friends in quite like fleeting ways so like you might be friends with somebody for a week or for however long you're in one yeah. city or one place um and I definitely would become like would make really good friends with somebody in mm-hmm. a short period of time and then they leave and you're like oh I'm by myself again like yeah yeah oh I'm kind of lonely I kind of wish so-and-so was back here or whatever yeah um but honestly it's never been a huge issue I mean now we've got like you can FaceTime or call text so many people and so many friends I never felt disconnected really from home yeah um and if I felt really lonely I would just force myself to like go up to the hostel bar or go out Mm -hmm. and force myself Mm -hmm. to just like just go and chat to somebody like what's the worst that can happen they think you're weird and you never see them again yes really not that big a deal (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, do, I think I was very lonely when I was in China because mm. I was just, like, so lost and there were multiple aspects of that experience that, like, didn't really end up being what I expected them to be, what I expected them to sure. be. Like, the, the, the program that we were doing kind of fell apart and, you know, like, being in the same kind of place with, I think there were nine or ten of us for that amount of time. Like, you bond really quickly when you're in that kind of situation but there's also a lot of very high tensions and a yeah. lot of emotions and you know China is so far from our reality in terms of like the kind of food the temperature the kind of people mm. um but yeah if anything on my se- second trip like I wasn't lonely enough you know like there were times yeah. like towards the end I booked a couple of hostels that were like in the middle of nowhere because I was like some alone time like yeah. get your journal sit 
sit somewhere on your own. Yeah. Like, it's time to now, now, like, do the reflecting and growing mm-hmm. um, that I felt like I hadn't been doing yet. Because I feel like there are definitely ways to, like, you can go travel and just have a really good time for mm-hmm. a period of time. Like, that's a, a big reason why people go travel and go solo travel. But I think, like, as with anything in life, of course, I'm going to say this, like, it, it's such a good time to really actively try and get something out of it and try mm-hmm. and, like, grow in a way. And it's so beautiful. Like, when I first arrived in... Because when I did my Southeast Asia trip, because of the way that the countries, like, because of the geography, I had a ticket, like, a return ticket to Hanoi. Um, So I did, like, from Hanoi, then looped around North Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, did Vietnam back up, and then... So, first, the first time arriving in Hanoi, I was like, oh my god. Like, my best friend had already been, like, she'd been there for a little while, and she's done a lot of solo traveling already. So, this woman was, like, so confident, walked in the middle of all these busy streets. She was like, like, you know, and I was, I'd just come from the airport, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. And then coming back two months later, that was me walking through those streets. I was like, this, exactly. this yeah. is my city. Like, these are my people. Like, I feel fine. Um, but yeah, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Um, before we chat through some advice on solo travel, I'm going to play another song. This is Feels Like Summer by Childish Gambino. Seven days 
So that was Feels Like Summer by Childish Cambino. Another song that just reminds me of backpacking. I think that's a big reason for me why solo travel or just any travel is so therapeutic because I find the actual traveling itself, like any kind of transport, everyone who knows me knows that transport is my time to cry. Like you put me in a bus and I will, I literally will cry. Like there's something about like wheels churning under me or like anything moving under me that I'm like, wow, like I used to be there and now I'm here and look at the journey I've made in between (laughs) both emotionally and physically. So there's so just like, if I think about backpacking, I just think of myself like with my earphones in, sat in a bus in the middle of nowhere in Cambodia, just looking at the world passing me by being like, wow. Yeah. I actually love that part of um, the type of travel, like backpacking in the terms of... um, like overland traveling, like traveling by land from destination to destination. That's one of my favorite things is it's rather than just flying from city to city. That's kind of what my experience of traveling had been like in Europe and to have the experience of like seeing the small villages that you pass or like grubby little um, petrol stations at the side of the road, places like that. Like I love seeing the in-betweens um, and that's why like, I had originally wanted to do train travel. I love trains. Um, and I loved being on buses and like doing the journey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like I, I, the night buses, of course I tried to sleep because I mean, it was dark anyway, but mm. like whenever we would travel or I would travel during the day, like Anastasia sleeps through everything. That woman, you put her in a bus, she falls asleep. Me, I like try to stay up for like I would just be staring at the out the mm. window the whole time because it's that thing that you're talking about, especially because usually you're going from kind of a touristy destination to kind of a touristy destination or at least somewhere where like you know tourists are used used yeah, to going. You're going to wherever the bus is stopping and starting. Exactly, from exactly. Like... So what you see in between is like stuff that people don't really visit. It is the like grubby little places or people just by the side of the road doing whatever, like a cow being like led by the side of the road, like things that yeah. you don't tend to see here. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I say gr- the grubby little petrol station, but also sometimes the most beautiful scenery. Oh yeah. The most gorgeous so buildings beautiful. that just, otherwise you wouldn't see. Um, yeah. yeah. I love that part. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I think one of my pieces of advice would be like, if you don't like if you're not good with the whole, like, traveling thing, like, the actual travel of it, mm-hmm. you might want to rethink backpacking. Like, if you mm. if you don't get on with buses, if you don't get on trains, I met quite a few people that would really struggle with, like, buses and would, you know, like, just be so uncomfortable for hours on end. Yes. Then I really, yeah. I, I think know. there's lots of other ways to travel that maybe aren't backpacking. If, if, you're, if you're not into yeah. that, if yeah. you're going to want to fly from city to city and sort of not have long uncomfortable journeys yeah or maybe even interrailing in europe Mm. like you'd be maybe be more comfortable in you know trains that are designed for long distance travel rather than like there were a lot of buses that i sat in that i was like this isn't a great bus yeah um i'd say one of my advice points would also be like relax into it Mm -hmm. i think backpacking especially in these kind of places really takes a different kind of speed of life yeah just kind of have to like let things wash over you have to accept when like we were talking about when a bus is yeah very late or like if you can't get the kind of meal you want or if your hostel room's a bit dirty or whatever you know like 
you accepted kind of new standard of life because that's just the way it is. In order for you to enjoy yourself, you also just have to relax because if, if you're going to get worked up or irritated about every little thing that isn't the way you want it to be. You're just going to be stressed the whole time. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, there's what they say in Africa is like TIA, um, which is like this, this is Africa. Um, and that was like the little phrase that people would say whenever like um, on my first trip, if like things were running late or there was, I don't know, kerfuffles at borders mm, and mm-hmm. just anything like that. People would just be like TIA, like you're on African time, like relax. Where are you going in a hurry? Like everything yeah. is just, you just have to get on the wave of being like, okay, I'm just going to go with the flow. Um, that kind of advice that sort of flows from that, I suppose, is that when I initially started, I wanted to plan everything quite far in advance um, just because I didn't really understand that I could turn up in a city mm. and you know I, I wanted to book I wanted to know yes. where I was sleeping for like the next week yes and I definitely now I mean it, it just depends on your personality I suppose what yeah. you prefer but yeah. like I definitely learned to be way more flexible um in the last few trips that I've done I've only ever had the next night's accommodation booked oh I, yeah. like tonight and the next night a vague idea of where you want to go yeah when you're on a time you know you've got time um limits and you kind of need to like work out the best route to get around somewhere yeah but in general just being as flexible as possible with my schedule I think would be my advice because you never know who you're going to meet yes. what yes. direction your day is going to go how amazing a place is exactly. that you suddenly want to stay in. no I had the same I was like I could not envision that you could just show up somewhere yes. and not have anything booked I was like how like no yeah but really like by the end all I would do is just like chat to someone in a hostel who just come from the place that I was heading to especially in Vietnam because everyone's either on their way down or on their way up um so you just chat to someone who's just come from they'll be like my hostel was nice or they'll be like it wasn't very nice and we partied next door Mm. that'd be like okay let me party next like let me stay next door Mm. you know um yeah, and what about the safety thing? Because I think for like a lot of young yeah. women, mm-hmm. it's very daunting the idea of going to travel on your own. Yeah, I think, I mean, that safety is obviously your biggest concern. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would always look at it in that like no location is inherently um, too dangerous mm-hmm. to travel. Mm-hmm. So um, we were just kind of saying that it's about how you act in those places. Yes. I mean... There's de- dangers around you everywhere. Wherever you are, doesn't matter. Especially yeah. as a young woman, like there just is. Of course, yeah. And you're never going to be able to completely um, get rid of those. Yeah. You're always going to have to live with some level of risk. It's just kind of about your risk management. So, like, certainly, I wouldn't walk alone at night. Um, yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, I would always make sure that I knew the address of my hostel yeah have um, some phone numbers on you yeah have, you have know some phone numbers on you yeah make sure that you're not being flashy with stuff I mean I never had I never had a big camera or anything with me yeah. I think that was that's yeah. quite a big thing some people want to have them on them that's fine but just be like aware of how you're you know you don't want to be flashing goods um you don't want to be dressing like with you know fancy clothes on and like yeah things that are going to attract attention exactly i'm not wearing a big exactly. flashy rolex like uh, yeah i tend to leave my rolex in uh-huh. europe yeah <laughs> um yeah like i think 
of course there there are things that there are a million things in this world that I would do if I was a man um but I think you really can go solo traveling as a woman mm. and it's a good thing to realize that like so many women or like girls do like when I was when I was backpacking I met so many girls who were out on their own who were went to so many countries where I was like oh wow like I I never even mm-hmm. you know I think you're one of the first people that I've met that's traveled through like Africa and that's somewhere where I think a lot in our culture tells us like oh mm, danger I don't yeah. know that's very foreign it's very far um and it's very feasible to do like loads of people loads of people do it and you can too yeah, yeah, for sure. And like the also I I was intimidated more by um like Nairobi when I first arrived. Like mm. big city, completely mm-hmm. foreign culture to anything I'd been around before. I was more intimidated um for for that and then and literally nothing bad happened. I was felt completely safe. I felt yeah. like people were actually very kind and mm-hmm. looking out mm-hmm. for me sort of. Um and then in other places I have like my phone's been stolen or I've lost money and whatever I've been in unsafe situation yeah so the idea is like you can kind of be unlucky anywhere and like Mm. we're both very very lucky to that nothing bad has happened uh, while we've been traveling but you know if you have biases about certain places that might be dangerous because of what you've been taught or what you think about certain countries compared to others like first step one get rid of your bias educate yourself for sure Mm -hmm. you know if they're they're definitely can be unrest in certain places at certain times where you shouldn't go in um but you really can do so many places really safely if you take care of yourself yeah yeah just basic use basic common sense yes read up on different scams and things that might be yeah um that might happen in the country so that you're aware of them yeah uh, but honestly I think that when you're scared it kind of attracts mm, <laughs> it attracts mm, things mm. so I would just not I would try and not be, yeah, not walk around looking scared. Yeah, you know, just, go in with confidence. Just relax into it and accept that you know you you've you've risk managed and yeah. um, yeah. But also, if you ever feel unsafe or whatever, to just allow yourself to be like remove yourself from the situation. You know. Yeah, yeah. And there's also help. No, yeah, yeah, there's no like shame in being like actually this was really frightening and I don't want to do it again. Yeah, I don't want to go to a city like this again or yeah, whatever. There's, I agree. There's no shame in that. Well. Um, I think on that note, other than, I guess, both really, really recommending solo travel for everyone and anyone out there. Beautiful for your self-discovery, discovery discovery of the world, discovery of other people. Yeah. Does Um, bits for your Instagram. Oh! (laughs) We didn't touch on that, but I mean... Oh, yeah. All those stories that Alex Alex and I are the best company at a party, because all we do is talk about our own solo travels. Oh, God. Um... Yes, Alex, thank you so much for having joined me. Thank you for having me. This was really, really wonderful. Um, thank you everyone for listening and catch me next week yeah, for tune in next week for another episode.